This is New England Patriots running back and three-time Super Bowl champion James White. You're listening to the two-minute drill. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Two Minute Drill Podcast. As always, I'm Adam, joined by both Kevin Dan today. Good to have you two here. Uh, Thanks. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Pats 45, Brown 7. I don't even know where to begin with this game. Uh, Absolute statement game. There's been a lot of hype around this game for a couple weeks now. And uh, the Patriots now have four consecutive wins, right? Is it four? Four. Four. They are rolling right now, both sides of the ball. They're getting hot at the right time. And this was just, I was not expecting, I don't think any of us were expecting a win like this with this kind of score. It was just a straight butt kicking, man. No ifs or ands or buts about it. When you score 45 points without any crazy punt returns, kick returns, I know we had a crazy pick that was almost a pick six, but both sides of the ball, man, clicking, Mac Jones, you know, Stevenson, the offensive line getting healthy with Trent Brown back, even Duggar, Matt Judon, Barmore. This team, man, I got two words, three words. The Pats are back. Well, that's four words, but guys, what do you think? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, this game coming into it, I would say by most, you know, NFL, for the Patriots, a very important game, but for most NFL fans, looking at, their seasons as a whole. I know the Pats have heated up recently. They were up and down teams. You know, one week we get blown out by the Saints, you know, down to the final play. So I think a lot of fans looked at this as this game, you know, the winner of it, they're legit. They're a playoff team and the loser, you know, it's going to be tough for them. They're going to be in the hunt the rest of the year. And I mean, the Pats completely gap between the rounds. Like, I don't even think the Browns that out of a team they're obviously pretty inconsistent but the patch uh, you could walk away from this not say that they're a legit serious team in the afc it was i mean ball it was just an unbelievable i've been saying it for a couple of weeks now saying that when we we're four and four and they told you guys that this team has a real chance to be eight and four when we go into buffalo on monday night football and that game is going to have so much implications for not only the one seed, because if we get the job done versus Tennessee, I know I'm looking too far ahead, but this team has a real chance to really get the one seed, and no one would have ever thought that after losing the Dallas, being one and three. It's just crazy. This team in the last four games has scored 150 points, allowed 50. And like you, Adam touched on, all the guys that are breaking out, it's just all gelling together at the right time. This team only punted once. When you punt once in a football game, you're doing something right. The defense balled out, even though I didn't understand why the Browns were letting up on their running game. I don't know why they put the hands of Baker when it's 14-7. to Didn't understand that, but there goes the, you need a good coach to win in this league. We got the best coach of all time, probably in any sport. So I'm glad that we have him. I'm glad this team is gelling at the right time, the perfect time. And it's like Adam touched on, man. Those three, wait, no, four words. <laughs> it's, isn't it crazy what a month can do? Four weeks ago, we were sitting here, two and four. Dan's already looking at the 2022 draft board, seeing what tackle or uh, defensive back we're going to take or whatever. And still just a, like that, still is, receiver. still is, but the pick is dropping in the draft, which is very, very good. The AFC is wide open right now. The Pats are gelling at a perfect time. I know there's still a long stretch to go. 
But it's all about who gets hot and who comes together in these months as it gets colder out. And the Pats are really coming together right now. Hunter Henry and Mack continue to be a crazy duo with two touchdowns and another nice throw down the left sideline. Uh, the run game, Trent Brown coming back, is huge. When did Mack get sacked once? On Sunday, yeah. which and that the was offensive line on a, a failed chip block by Isaiah Wynn. Yep, yeah, he, I remember he just dove right to the ground. But it's incredible the what this team is doing right now. I know there's still a long go, long way to go in the season. But when we were sitting there at two and four, we had no idea what was going to happen. But this has been the best outcome we all could have hoped for. Yeah, I mean, Adam, as you know, I'm I never stop looking at the draft board. We're winning right now, but. My focus is still on Jamison Williams, Drake London. Oh, my God. A couple targets for the first round. But, no, I mean, the oh. offensive line in particular, thing where, you know, we got Tramp around back. We didn't really know what we'd see from him. I think we all agreed that while, you know, the line without him recently at least has been playing great, he kind of, you know, we kind of needed to put him in the lineup just to help with, you know, that Browns front seven. And then we – get pulled out and I know all of us before the game we were shocked I was a little bit concerned over how that would turn out and I mean everybody played good when made that one mistake on the sack but you know even him he's had some shaky weeks the past few weeks aside from that play he was fine so I mean the line looks great the running backs looked great even without uh Damien Harris and Mac Jones was perfect so I am really excited to see this offense continue to move forward as long as Onwenu is okay being that sixth lineman, I'm perfectly okay with this. Like that is like I Onwenu we could say was the best offensive lineman on this team. He was last year per PFF per just you know he's balling out. He was like on a lot of things for like top 100 NFL players that I've seen. Not the one on NFL Network, but he had a good season last year. He was off to a hot start this season. So as long as Onwenu is okay with that. I'm perfectly okay with it, too. The fact that Stevenson balled out. Brandon Bolton deserves so much credit because during that stretch where we're one and three, James White got hurt. All everybody said was they hate Brandon Bolden because we run it on third and one with Bolden and we get stuffed. But Bolden has really dominated that James White role, something that we were really nervous about. We actually thought it was going to be J.J. Taylor. Well, at least I did. So just the fact that, like, the offense is rolling. And another man who deserves a lot of credit is Kendrick Bourne. Mm-hmm. And we talked about him in the beginning when we said that when he has the ball in his hands, he's dangerous. But four catches, 98 yards. Pretty sure he had, like, 43 rushing yards. I know he had that big play on the reverse. But Patriots, McDaniels is rolling, man. And that's another one. This team just deserves a lot of credit right now. And like you guys touched on, like, you're getting hot at the right time. But we just got to keep this thing rolling, man. Like, and that the whole NFL is kind of shaky, it's up for grabs. But this team being coached by Bill Belichick, I don't see them collapsing. Like, we've seen with other teams, like the Rams, Cardinals, even though they didn't have Kyla Murray, like the Bucks lost. So the NFL has just been wild. So, fuck it. Oh, it, it's been very wild. But back to what you said about uh, Kendrick Bourne. Every time he touches the ball, man, I feel like something good's happening. And he made an incredible catch on that touchdown. What a throw by Mac in between two defenders, a 25, 30 yard ball. Like, that's when you knew it was like, oh, that was Mac's like, oh man, throw right there. And he had a couple other ones down the sideline, another good one, Hunter Henry. But just overall, the team as a whole is incredible on Sunday. Especially one thing that I really took away was that our first drive after the Browns went right down our throat, down the ball, completing a fourth and goal for a touchdown. 
we kind of had her back against the wall right there. Because if you go three and out in that field and give the Browns the ball back, they could go up 10 nothing, 14 nothing, and it's an entirely different ball game. But Mac, you know, showing resilience, carried a couple third and eights, a third and nine, just drove right down the field for the score. And that was there was a couple other drives. I know we had a 99-yard drive, which was insane, right at the one-yard line. I think there was a couple other 90-yard drives. So I think the most important thing in this offense is everybody knows we can run the ball with our great offensive line. But now that Mac's starting to get it as we go on into the season, McDaniels has more trust in him. He's hitting these big-time throws. Uh, if he can keep doing his thing, man, I just this, this team is real, man. It's starting to feel that way. And as the games get more important, you know, we're going to see even more of it. Your ass looked like you were ready to cry after Cleveland drove down the field on that first drive. Oh, you had the stat. No, he did, Dan. I have your back on right? Adam had the biggest pout look on his face, and he's like, oh, man. And I looked at him, and I said, Dan said the same thing after the Chargers game. I'm like, it's one drive. And then the rest of the game, New England just completely dominates. So, Dan, I did have your back. I'm not going to let Adam get away with it. Whoa. Not okay. going to let you get away with that. I agree with you, but let me stand up for myself. Mm-hmm. That was the first game I witnessed them win this year where we were 0-3 at home up to that point. And that, seeing were, them go down the field, I was, yes. I was 0-3 at the games this year. And seeing them going down the field and scoring, I was like, I'm going to have to leave the stadium. This is it. I'm done. So I thought it was the curse. Happily, that broke, but uh, continue on. Well, no, that's pretty much it. I just want to let Dan know that. I have <laughs> no, I appreciate that. <laughs> While my spirits weren't as low as the Chargers, I, you know, I, I still confident we were going that was a bit concerned. Like, my, okay, so Nick Chubb isn't going to make a difference because. And I knew it wouldn't. I knew it wouldn't. Johnson's a pretty good back, and I know he had a good week versus Denver. So I'm not really surprised. But I mean, I'm not, if that one thing, you know, the Patriots front seven is really good. So I just, yeah. They just wanted to get in Baker's head. I think that was the whole game plan. Let them run down, but I think Belichick just trusted that team overall, and it showed. I know, and we were talking a little earlier, too. It felt like after the first drive for Cleveland, they just abandoned the run. It didn't really make sense to me. I'm not sure about the statistics, how many times they ran it after that first drive in the first half, but it felt like they really put the ball in Baker's hands and we forced him into a couple third and longs, third and like mediums, and he really couldn't get it done. Uh Secondary was lock up all day. Kyle Duggar had a great interception to kind of open up the game for us to get an easy touchdown. Judon getting great pressure. Christian Barmore, he's just the things he does doesn't really show up on the stat sheet, but he's constantly making pressure up the middle, and that's makes it really tough for a quarterback in the pocket to step up. But uh, another really good thing I've been kind of on the last couple weeks is the stupid penalties. You know, the holding call, the delay of games, just the false starts, you know, uh, none of those really. I think there was maybe one holding call or something, but compared to what we've seen, and I was saying that those are the kind of penalties that can hurt a team against a really good team. Uh, so far, we've cleaned those up on Sunday, and if we can continue to do that and not beat ourselves, then there's not many teams that can beat us in the league when we're playing like that. So I think, uh, Adam, before we like move on from this game, I'm pretty sure you owe an apology to one Patriots player. Who was that? J.C. Jackson. I I do think you owe him an apology. I think that uh, you calling him out saying a 1B. You've been saying he's a 1B. You said it last year. Because at game versus Diggs, that defense wasn't really good. This defense is much better. J.C. Jackson is balling out. He should have had another interception off Baker, but it fell out of his hands. So 
I don't know. Dan, do you think he owes JC an apology or is it a little too early to judge that? It it might be slightly early for him. I I will apologize to JC Jack. I was saying some of the same stuff. I you know, I was writing about that like, you know, after the Dallas game, after a couple games like that, he needed to kind of reprove himself and I had some doubts about, you know, potentially we don't bring him back because wanting and think he's deserving of cornerback one money and we don't agree with that evaluation i would say now that's more appropriate but even still i think i do with jc jackson this coming off season cornerbacks have been getting paid and with gilmore gone does that you know make us more well i see or are we still going to be of the philosophy that we just reinvest through the draft or some cheap free agents See, that's the thing, and I, I'll say it right now. J.C. Jackson, if you're listening, I apologize. I'm wrong. You're a 1A. I'll suck it up. I'll be a man. But, Dan, when you say when you go into the draft to find a corner, I don't feel very confident in that, especially, yeah, with, especially if it's in the second round. Uh, we know the track record of that. We don't even need to name some of the guys. But at this point, it's really looking like J.C. Jackson's a cornerstone of this defense in the secondary, especially getting rid of Gilmore. I feel like we had confidence getting rid of Mil- uh, Gilmore from Bill's standpoint because he does believe in J.C. Jackson, and J.C. has lived up to it. He's a ball hawk. He makes big plays. He's got great hands. Um, Going to have to give him a lot of money, but if we really believe he can continue to produce like he has the last couple of years, then I think it could be worth every penny. I don't think that they're going to re-sign J.C., though. He's definitely going to go and get that bag. I think the only way that he does come back on this team is tag. if they do a guys tag, and yeah. if you do that, those never really end well for the Patriots unless you can kind of work out a contract that JC kind of wants to still help this team win. Other than that, I don't see it. And another guy on that secondary who deserves a lot of credit is Miles Bryant. He has taken that Jonathan Jones role and has completely dominated, and we haven't had to worry one bit since Jonathan Jones has been out. And he's That's a good point. Corner for us. Miles Bryan is like, I think, what I saw from PFF, because I'm a big PFF guy, that he's the second best slot corner in the NFL. And all the Patriots undrafted guys, like, I forget, the guy from uh, Kenny Moore, like, they've had, like, undrafted guys that, like, Patriots cornerbacks are always so good, and they go to other teams and they do well. Miles Bryan has been really good. Shout out to him. I think he's been a cornerstone on that uh, defensive back group as well. Yeah, going back to the JC thing for a second, I like I feel I kind of agree with you, Kev. Where you know he'd have to, even if he ends this season great, that's just going to drive his value up and potentially make us even less likely to resign him. I think what's going to happen, we tag him, draft a corner high, and then you know we see what he does, and a new corner does, and see what happens from that. Wouldn't we be a little afraid of that, though, honestly? Because I think at this point, I think I'm kind of done with Bill drafting cornerbacks so high. I'd rather just have an undrafted. I'd be more yeah. with an undrafted guy <laughs> than a first or second round cornerback, honestly, because those undrafted guys work their fucking ass off. I think that when, like, I feel like just some corner, they just haven't worked out here. I think I'd much rather, for the draft sake, go for tackle because Trent Brown is injury prone. <laughs> Um, you don't. He's on a one-year deal. I don't think he's going to be back because he's going to want money because he's a beast. Isaiah Wynn is on that fifth-year option. I think you're going to be losing him, so you're definitely going to need a tackle. I definitely wouldn't go corner high, but 
I just hope that if like they do bring back JC, it's not at the number that we're thinking because what we've seen is what like 17, 18 mil per. I yeah, think that which like, is what's been up there. We don't weird. want to pay yet, but that's the way the NFL is going. So I'm hoping that if JC wants to, well, obviously, if he wants to come back, it's kind of more like a like a I I'd be okay with a 15 mil JC, especially depending on the the guarantees as well, but. Either way, though, JC is playing. He's balling. He's clearly one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL, and he's proven it week in and week out, in my opinion. I've always said he's a 1A, so I'm just glad that this team is gelling. Mm-hmm. And uh, one more thing before we move on to the game picks. I do want to give a shout-out to Nikhil Harry. Possibly had one of his, if not best game he as a Patriot, it. only yep. with one catch. But, man, oh, man, he was so dominant in the running game. I saw clips on Twitter. Seven or eight plays of him just laying out Miles Garrett, or he's way down the field blocking guys way back and just celebrating after a big run. Seems like, you know, after the beginning of the season, he requested the trade. We, no one really knew what was going to happen. Was he bought in or not? But uh, he seems bought in. He's doing his job. And all expectation for Nikhil being a superstar receiver are out the window. But any way he can help us, especially in the run game, and buy into the team like he has, uh, I'm a big fan of it. Especially with him playing, he played 50% of the snaps too. And the best thing about that, not only did he have one hell of a game in the blocking, but he's bought in. Like for someone who wanted to get traded, who we didn't think that would play another snap for the Patriots after <clears throat> all those missions, for him to be getting 50 snaps with obviously John who not in. But I don't, obviously, that doesn't really make a difference. But I'm just, you know, like you said, he had a hell of a game. I'm glad that he's buying in. He seems happy. This whole team is. I'm just glad that everyone has a role and they're just instead of like what you see on other teams, like they just want the ball. They want this. They want that. This team is just whatever this off that Bill Belichick is telling them, whatever your role is, just having the having mm-hmm. fun. And yeah, sorry, Dan, if I'm cutting you off, but one more thing to add to that, the team, you can tell the team's having fun because everybody on the bench was in the end zone celebrating with Jacoby Myers. And that's something that makes me really happy as a big fan of the team. It's a brotherhood, man. They all love each other. And when things when they're clicking like that and the locker room's like that, then uh, I think they all believe they're unstoppable when they uh, have that kind of connection. Yeah, you have to love the energy around this team, right? You know, just as long as this win streak keeps up, that's going to keep building. And, you know, hopefully that can really lead us to something special. So uh, what do you boys say, even though we're not going to have the Patriots on the sheet this week, you boys want to get into the game picks? Yeah, let's do it. So uh, last week, pretty solid from all of us. I'm now 2-0 and on the sheet when I'm not on the podcast. So I don't know, maybe I should. <laughs> I ended up 8 of 13. You guys 6 of 13. Still first in the overall standings. Moving. 11 picks, first game, Cleveland Browns at Lions. Browns are 10.5-point favorites. Who you got? So I'm going with Detroit. Um, I know that they tied Pittsburgh. That was hilarious. Um, Pittsburgh. I, I know Pittsburgh didn't have Ben, but I'm glad to see Detroit got a tie. They didn't lose, so that's positive. Moving up in the- we saw what Cleveland was. I don't even – like if Nick Chubb comes back, it doesn't really. We saw what Baker is. I just think that ten and a half in this game. I think Cleveland's favorited too high. We kind of saw what they were. So give me the or underdogs ten and a half. Yeah, um, 
you know me. I've been a big Detroit guy betting all all year. I think they usually play pretty tough. They're a gritty team, and I think they are better than their record. But I'm going Cleveland here, coming off of a brutal loss against the Pats. Um, it's a do or die for them now because, you know, coming into the year, some people had them as Super Bowl favorites, especially how they played last year. I think now, I think, is Chubb going to come back in time for Sunday? He should. He should, yeah. So that'll be a big factor in that game. I, fe- I feel like they're uh, they're much better than what we just did to them, beating them 45-7, to but maybe we're just that good. I think we are. But I feel like this could be a bounce-back win for Cleveland. I know it's a lot of points, but they're at home and they need a big win. So give me the Browns. I'm going to go with the Browns here too. I think this is going to be very similar. <laughs> to- Lions fans, dude. What the fuck? <laughs> I picked the Lions solo. You guys have been preaching the fucking Lions all year, and you're like, I'm going to take the Browns 10 and a half. I, I just think this one's going to be similar to what we saw with Dallas this week where Cleveland gets blown out, Lions come off a good result, and you're like, Browns are favored way too heavily, and then things just themselves find their level and the Browns get an easy win I also think a big obviously Chubb's probably coming back Kareem Hunt has a good chance of being back um yeah and I, I think the Browns are probably just going to try and put that one behind them and then I know like overall it's a good result for Detroit to get the tie but I don't think they could have walked out of that game happy should have like both team had tons of chances to win that game I don't know I I think Cleveland's gonna be able to pull this one off game we've got the san francisco 49ers on the road taking on the jacksonville jaguars 49ers are the six and a half point favorites we got 49ers coming off a good monday night football victory versus the rams completely demolished them jacksonville actually played pretty solid against the colts i feel like they're a little bit kind of finding their ways uh i know they're a new team they're a young team but i'm gonna go san francisco six and a half i think that that defense is gonna be way too much for trevor lawrence and 49ers are going to win, man. they got to keep winning if they want to get that wild card spot because the NFC got like six and seven seed is going to be wide open. I think the 49ers are a good enough team to get there. So give me 49ers six and a half. Yeah, I'm going 49ers here too, uh, mostly because of that win they just had against the Rams in Monday Night Football. Pretty shocking performance. I can't lie. Matt Stafford really didn't look good. I'm sorry to say that to you, Kev. I know you're a big he's Stafford still, guy. Hall of Famer. So it's all right. Oh, yeah. Well, that's a conversation <laughs> for a different day. But I do agree. I think Jacksonville played pretty well against the Colts. But divisional game, you know, those, they are always kind of, they always play each other tough. But uh, San Fran looked really impressive. Uh, as long as Jimmy's clicking and not making big mistakes, I think that defense can take them a long way. Uh, six and a half is not that many points. Uh, give me the 49ers. I'm going to go with the 49ers here as well. Uh, I just think that coming off that performance, I'm absolutely out the Rams. Jaguars, they hung close with the Colts, but I think that's more of the Colts not being very good than the Jaguars playing great. Kev, did I skip you? No, I went first. Oh, all right. I don't know why I thought I skipped you. I, I realized well, it as I was. Right after Adam went, I was like, did I go? Yeah, <laughs> talking. I was wait. I skip Kev. All right, when yeah, I, I'll leave him some time. All right, so moving on to the next game, we've got the Buffalo at home taking on the Indianapolis Colts. Bills are the seven and a half. We. All right, so um, I know that I told you guys before we did the pod, I needed more time to do this sheet. Um, I do have Indianapolis circled on mine, but I'm gonna make a switch to Buffalo, just because Indy did not look that good versus Jacksonville. I think Buffalo. Came- <laughs> 
Um, Dan, I'm going to make that switch. If you could uh, give me that yep. circle on, on below. It. Yeah, I'm going to make that switch. Seven and a half really isn't a lot. I know the Colts have a good defense, but it just kind of clicked in my head that you only beat Jacksonville by six. I know Jonathan Taylor's been balling. Even though he only had one good – I think the first quarter he had like 100 yards and ended up with 16 for the rest of the game. Um, Buffalo just needs to keep winning if they want to win that AFC East. They got a good team right behind them trying to chase them. So give me Buffalo, seven and a half. Yeah, I also have Indy circled, but I'm not going to be switching this one. I'm going Indy, seven and a half point underdogs. I kind of like those points. I know Buffalo's coming off a big win against the Jets, a much needed victory. Uh, Josh Allen and Diggs looks really good, but I feel like this is a really good matchup. Uh, Indy's D can show up. This could be kind of a dogfight, and hopefully Carson Wentz doesn't throw a stupid interception to ruin this. But uh, I like the seven and a half points here. You know, they can lose by a touchdown, and I'll be good. So give me the underdog Colts. Kev, I'm going to go with Buffalo here. Boo. Uh, just <laughs> not buying into the Colts. Uh, watching yeah. that game last week, you know, if they don't get that blocked punt touchdown, they very easily could have lost that game. Even with that, Trevor Lawrence had the ball, chance to win. And, you know, as I said before, I don't think stars are a good team. I think that's the Colts playing good and not being able to put them away. And it's Buffalo. So I'm going to go with the Bills here. Next game, we've got the on the road taking on the New York Jets. Dolphins are the three and a half point threats. Who you got? So I got Miami. Dan, I don't know if you listened to the podcast. I really got to look at my sheet. But last week, I did take the Jets. I did take the Falcons. I went against my coach. Got <laughs> <laughs> fucked by both. Miami is coming off a win versus Baltimore. The Jets got their ass kicked. I was all in on the Mike White hype. I believed it, and uh, those four picks let me down. Three and a half. I I guess I know Miami hasn't been that good this season. Like I said, they're coming off that versus Baltimore. I'm not taking the Jets anymore. I'm all done. Give me Miami three and a half. Yeah, I'm going Miami here, too. And that was a pretty big win for them on Thursday Night Football with everybody watching. Their defense shut down Lamar all night long, sending a bunch of zero blitzes, making him, making it really tough for him. I was pretty impressed with that. And that was kind of the Miami team we have been we thought we were going to see for most of the year. But uh, I don't know. But I'm going Miami here, uh, only three and a half against this Jets team. We really don't know what direction they're heading. I know that Mike White stuff was fun for a couple weeks, but it seems like it's back to normal now with him throwing four picks. Like you said, Kev, but uh, three and a half is not too much. Division game, you never really know what can happen. But I think overall Miami is just the better football team. Uh, give me the Dolphins. Yeah, I'm going to go to, you know, the offensive performance was lackluster at best the Ravens. But, you know, that defensive performance was to just completely shut down Lamar Jackson like that. So I think I'm up against the Jets team that's been struggling a ton since that Bengals game. I think Miami pulls this one off game we've got the Carolina Panthers on the at home Washington football team who you got um bah! dude gotta go <laughs> three and a half Washington I gotta give them some credit dude for some reason Heineke has Tom Brady's number that was a complete I was surprised that was I cannot believe that even with no who was they didn't have drunk didn't have AB and Godwin was limited. I still thought that Tampa Bay would have come away with that, especially with that nine and a half. But going back to Superman, I think Cam is – It's you saw him on the sidelines. Dude, this team is all over him. I think he just lost his job. He's not coming back. 
it's going to be big for Cam going home. I think it's just the energy is going to be crazy there. I don't think three and a half is a lot of points. Washington lost Chase Young, so give me Carolina. I know the Cam Newton story is awesome, and that I'm back thing was was pretty cool, and I do agree they're all rallying behind him. But uh, I'm going with the underdog Washington football team here. I'm kind of happy the Pats are playing on Thursday night because there's a lot of interesting games this week. I'll definitely be watching this. But I'm taking Ron Rivera here. Um, if there's any guy that can stop Cam, I, I, I <laughs> you know, I'm all about the coaching. I think this is going to be a really interesting matchup. We'll see what Cam, what we do with Cam, because this is what we see with Cam, because he's going to be starting this game. I'm really interested to see how they can play, but I don't know what to expect. And I think if anybody knows Cam Newton, it's Ron Rivera and Washington's defense. I know they just lost Chase Young and haven't been great this year, but they're coming off of a huge win against the Bucs. Their confidence is high right now, and I like that with them getting three and a half points. So give me Washington. Yeah, I'm going to take Washington. Well, I feel like Ooh. I got I to stick to my guns from last week. I said it. I said Cam Newton, he's come back. He won't be the starter. He's going to be the hero of that. And builds up. He's going to fall so this week. Uh, Washington, obviously, coming off a very win of their own. Uh, anyone would disagree that it was a much more impressive win than the Panthers. I, I agree with uh, Adam here that I think Ron Rivera is the better coach. Chase Young being out definitely hurts Washington, but ultimately, I think pulled this one off. Yeah, Next but really game. quick, really, really quick. Yeah, go back for it. To, right? So you said that – well, I don't know if we said this before the pod – that Carolina would have been more of like that trap game for New England because everyone yeah. was overlooking Carolina. Carolina still has a top-10 defense. Christian McCaffrey is on that field. And I think, like, honestly, with McCaffrey being out and the way Donald was playing, I just think that – Carolina's probably going to be in the playoffs if Cam if oh, no. they don't let him throw as much. Their defense is <laughs> no. Cam be in the playoffs. <laughs> They're going to be in the playoffs if they don't have their quarterback throw the ball. Not as much. We don't want Cam. We don't know Cam's a running quarterback. You just watch. They got McCaffrey, little oh, dump off. Screen. I'm saying it right now. I'm putting my foot down. Not only are the Panthers not making the playoffs, <laughs> not winning this week. Wow. I'll you heard it you, here first, I'll folks. Bet you, I'll bet you twenty dollars. That they make no 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 no. The this week, this Carolina versus Washington. Twenty dollars, no points. You said Come Washington. On, Dan. Yeah. What Give you got, Dan? Bang! Right. And there it Let's is. I bet on the pod, boys. Wow. Now I'm really gonna be watching this game closely. Yeah, now this is the game. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So moving on to the next one. We Baltimore Ravens on the road taking on the Chicago Bears. Ravens are the six and a half point favorite. Who you got? I'm going Chicago. Chicago is home. I think they still have a pretty good defense. Fields started to put together what was a Monday Night Football versus Steelers a week ago. Started to come together, and I think that the more they get Allen Robinson involved, the better this offense is going to be. Montgomery is back. So Chicago's trying to find it together. I think Baltimore, obviously, I know they lost to Miami, and they have 10 days to prepare for this game, but six and a half Chicago at home. I got to take the points. I'm starting to see a trend with you, Kev. Um, we know you love Justin Fields and you love Cam, so you're just bet on both. It has, no, 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 no. I don't know. <laughs> nothing to do with Fields. I don't, I don't know. We know how you feel about Fields. Actually, but, uh... I should have changed my mind. I should have went because of Matt Nagy. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> Too late, buddy. I'm going Baltimore here. Uh, 
like we just said about the Dolphins game, they, that was a big letdown on Thursday night. Thursday night games have been weird all year. That's why I'm a little nervous for the Falcons game. But we'll get into that later. Uh, Baltimore needs a, uh, a turnaround win here after coming off of a tough loss against Miami. They're uh, Obviously, they're one of the top seeds in the AFC right now. They're trying to hold that spot. And I do like Justin Fields. I think he has some, made some strides so far this year. But this just feels like a rebound game for Baltimore in six and a half. I don't feel like it's that much for them, especially the way they, the way they can score when they get going. So give me the Ravens. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Ravens here as well. I think that was a fluke loss against Miami. I think they kind of just reassess, rebound this week against Chicago. Next game, the Eagles at home taking on the New Orleans Saints. Eagles are the one-and-a-half-point favorites. Who you got? So I do got to go Philly. Um, I know New Orleans played Tennessee pretty tough. It's still Trevor Simeon, though, and I know the Saints didn't have Alvin Kamara either, but Eagles aren't playing bad football right now. They are home. One-and-a-half doesn't really – do much for the points that just basically says who do you think is going to win this game outright even though Adam's probably going to say I'm going to take New Orleans with the points but I'm going to go Philly one and a half well you spoiled my pick because I am taking New Orleans and the points here Uh, I've said it for a while now Philly's a solid team but they're so streaky I uh, took them last week on the sheet and uh, I just don't want to be on the wrong side of a down game by them because I feel like it's every other week they play good and they play bad. They play good. They play bad. Uh, New Orleans, they honestly should have beaten the Titans. I didn't see the play, but saw a lot of uh, things on Twitter about a really bad uh, roughing the passer call on Tannehill that would have been a pick six, I think. That would have definitely changed the game. And with New Orleans barely losing, that's the difference right there. I think they're a solid team, no matter who's playing quarterback. Sean Payton's a great coach. And I think Kamara will be back this game. He'll be a factor. So give me New Orleans and the points. Yeah, give me the Saints here. Hung tough with the Titans last play. And now with Kamara back, at least too inconsistent for me to really I can rely on them there. So I'm gonna... Next game, we've got the Tennessee Titans at home taking on the Texans, Titans are the 10 and a half favorites. Who you got? So I'm rolling with Houston. I think 10 and a half is a lot of points. We did see Tennessee. I don't know, man. Like, I know Tennessee had that really good game against the Rams, but I, I think that we're going to start to see more and more each week that they really need Derrick Henry. And I think that they don't have Julio Jones either. I don't even know who their second wide receiver was. I think it's like, what was his name? Like Raymond. I know he had a pretty good game. I could even be wrong in his name. But 10 and a half division game is a lot of points. And it's what Tyra Taylor's still healthy, right? I know he played a week ago. But as long as he's healthy, I think 10 and a half is a lot. So I kind of go Houston, man. Yeah, this was kind of tough pick for me. I'm rolling with the Titans here because they're at home. But like you said, 10 and a half is a lot, especially in a division game. But the Titans look good right now. I know they have no Henry, no Julio, but I just I don't want to bet on Houston. I don't feel comfortable with that, especially with how good the Tennessee Titans have been. Uh, hopefully, this is their last win until their win streak comes to an end when they play us. But we won't look forward. We won't look too far in the future with that. But uh, you know, I think Tannehill's a pretty good quarterback. He can get it done. AJ Brown obviously is a good receiver, and I just don't think Houston really has the firepower if Tennessee starts rolling on offense to keep up. So give me the Titans here. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Titans. That game was going. We know that the Saints, you know, they're not a great team, but they're, you know, not a team you want to come against. They blew out the Pats. They beat the Bucks. They blew out the Packers. Like, they're capable of getting – that felt like the trap game for 
Titans team. They were able to hang on and get the win. Much of a problem with Houston this week. Next game, we've got the Green Bay Packers on the Minnesota Vikings. Packers are the two and a half points. Who you got? I first got to say that I'm starting to feel like Adam here, man. Like, Adam, I don't know how you've been doing this for the last two years that me and Dan always pick the same teams and that we always go against you because it's starting to hurt every single time Dan goes against me. I'm not going <laughs> to. Uh, you get used to it. All right, so I know this one's going to be a clean sweep. I'm going to go Green Bay two and a half. I know Minnesota is coming off a good win last week. Green Bay also is coming off a good win. And uh, Russ definitely did not knock off any rust. Um, you know, Green Bay's going to be in control of that number one seed in the NFC. They got to compete with Arizona. Two and a half division game. Not a lot of points. Give me, uh, give me Rodgers. I like Green Bay here too. Two and a half isn't a lot of points, but it is in Minnesota. These we've seen in the past that these games can be close, and I think Minnesota is actually trending in a decent direction right now. They had a very tough loss against the Ravens a couple weeks ago in overtime, but they were there all game long, almost beat them. They're coming off of a good win against the Chargers last week. I think they're a pretty decent team right now. It all depends on how Kirk Cousins plays, but you can't really bet against Green Bay right now. They're red hot. Um, if Aaron Rodgers was didn't get COVID, uh, they wouldn't have lost to the Chiefs and they'd be on a nice one streak right now, but. Rodgers is playing too well right now to bet against him, and two and a half really isn't that much. So give me the Packers. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Packers. Vikings are just a super inconsistent. It's legit. Uh, you know, obviously the injury to Aaron Jones doesn't help him too much, but I think A.J. Dillon's a beast. And I think he'll be able to do enough that you won't really misstep too much without Aaron. Next game, we've got the Cincinnati Bengals on the road against the Las Vegas Raiders. Bengals. Point favorites. Who you got? So I'm going Cincinnati, and uh, Cincinnati had the best week in the AFC North this past week because Baltimore <laughs> lost, Cleveland lost, and Pittsburgh tied. They were on a bye, so it looks pretty good for Cincinnati. They should be feeling pretty good in that locker room that they had a good week on a bye week. A one and a half isn't a lot of points. We're starting to see the collapse of the Raiders on that. Um, but yeah, I got to go Cincinnati one and a half. I got Las Vegas circled right now. I kind of want to switch it, but I'm keeping true. They're the home team, but it's just I feel like I'm going to be on the wrong side of this one. It's it's like almost every year we see this with the Raiders. They start hot, and they just slowly, slowly collapse, and I feel like the start of it was just on Sunday Night Football when they got blown up by the Chiefs. However, I got them circled. I'm going Vegas here. You never know what can happen. They can rebound, and maybe Cincinnati's coming back down to life because uh, after that Jets loss, they really haven't looked the same. So give me the Raiders. I'm going to take Cincinnati here. I agree that, you know, the Bengals, since that Jets loss, we've kind of they a lot of people thought they were. But I think they are still a pretty solid team. I think the Raiders are starting to unravel a little bit. I think coming off the bye, Cincinnati gets one done. Next game, we've got the Arizona Cardinals going to Seattle to take on the Seahawks. Cardinals are the two-and-a-half-point favorite. Who have you got? So... I know it. Uh, I know it sucks, and that we're doing this on a Tuesday. We do not know the status of Kyler Murray. We don't know the situation with D Hop. I know Eddie probably going to play. Probably going to play. So I honestly, I know Colt McCoy got hurt too, um, but I'm just going to take the instinct that Murray is playing. D Hop's back. I'm going to take Arizona two and a half. I know. I mean, that loss versus Carolina is nothing. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't change the dynamic of that team. 
Seattle did not look good at all. And like now reports coming out that like Russ wanted to be gone last season. Obviously we knew that, but like it just got more in detail that like Russ is just really <laughs> done with this team. And that's obviously not good. Pete Carroll's just trying to keep it together. Got to go Arizona two and a half. This just, this is a great division matchup. You know, I feel like these kind of games are always wild. I'm taking Seattle here. Underdog Seattle at home getting two and a half points. I think the Cardinals are absolutely legit. They've been damn good. But who knows? Maybe Kyler comes back and he's kind of takes him a couple couple drives to get going. And uh, Seattle against the Packers was a huge letdown. They uh, didn't score any points. But I think that was kind of due to Russell Wilson. You know, he's got to shake some rust off, like I said last week. Um, this just seems like a prime time for Russell Wilson to get the attention with a big win upsetting Arizona here. And I don't know. I just got a, I got a weird feeling about it. So I like Seattle in this matchup. I'm going to go with Arizona here. Uh, I have both Murray and Hopkins on my fantasy team. So definitely status is a lot. My understanding essentially is that either one of them, you know, kind of could have forced a return uh, last week. So because of that record, you know, you don't want if either one of them for a significant time, it could mess higher seasons you don't really want to risk that and then they blow out the 49ers without them so they feel confident enough against a worse team in carolina uh did return to practice last friday so i'd say he's very play hopkins i guess we'll see either way seattle's coming off a pretty demoralizing loss i like the cardinals next game we've got the kansas city chiefs at home taking on the dallas cowboys chiefs are two and a half point favorites we got so i'm gonna go dallas um like we kind of touched on, we don't really know what like oh we know what Kansas City is, but at the same time we really don't. I'm not gonna there like we talked about that win versus the Packers, they would have easily lost if Rodgers was in. And then can you really judge them off with that win versus the Raiders? Dallas is coming off a really good win. I think that's going to be a high scoring game, but I also think that at the end of the day it's going to come down to who has the better defense. And that is Dallas. They have playmakers on that defense. Kansas City doesn't really have much. And Dallas is getting points. So give me Dak and the Cowboys two and a half. Yeah, I'm I'm going Kansas City here. I think this is probably the game of the week. This is going to be a high-scoring uh, fest between two really high-powered offenses. And I know a lot of people are giving the Chiefs and Mahomes praise for how they played against the Raiders. But a couple dropped interceptions and a, a missed fumble recovery away from the Raiders really making it a game in the third quarter, which when, once they dropped those interceptions, the game kind of got out of hand. But I still feel like, you know, Kansas City is just too good. They, they can pop off at any time like you saw. And I don't know if they're at home right now. There's That was a big win for them. Maybe they're starting to feel it again. And I don't want to be on the wrong side of it. I do think Dallas is a damn good football team, like I always say. But now that I just said that, okay. they're going to lose now. They're going to lose now. So I'm going Kansas City. (laughs) Your ass last last week said that the same thing. You're like, I don't want to be on the wrong side of it, but I'm going with the Raiders. You took the Raiders, man. And then now I go. Hey, at least at least I'm consistent. At least I'm consistent. (laughs) Oh my god, I I can't believe it. But I'm taking the Kansas City Chiefs here. Or I'm sorry, no, I'm taking the Dallas Cowboys. I was looking at Adam Sheet. Cowboys, <laughs> I think, can be one of the best teams in the league their day. I don't think the Chiefs are that good. Again, go what you said, Kev. They've gotten lucky a lot of the Packers game in particular. Um, you know, the performance against the Raiders doesn't 
much to me. And the Cowboys are a very good team. I think outright. Next game, we've got the Los Angeles Chargers at home taking on the Chargers of the four favorites. Who you got? So it's like I've been saying every week for the last like two years. I feel like I hate Pittsburgh. I hate Big Ben. They're falling apart. I know Big Ben didn't play last week, but they really aren't that good. I know that Mika Fitzpatrick is on the COVID list, and I know TJ Watt has been banged up. Chargers need a win, man, if they want to keep that seven seed, if they want to really be in the playoffs. And I think that four and a half for this game, I don't think that the Steelers are going to be able to keep up with Herbert. I don't think it will be a high-scoring affair from the Chargers, but I think they're – Good enough to win by more than four and a half, especially at home in prime time. So give me the Chargers. I like the Chargers here too. Um, they're due for a big win, and they're coming off of a tough loss against the Vikings. Uh, I feel like ever since they we beat them, they've been kind of going in the wrong direction. They started off the season really hot. There was a lot of talks about Herbert and that team being so legit. But just like that, the Kansas City Chiefs are back on top of that division. They need a big win here to keep up. Um, I'm feeling a big Herbert game and Pittsburgh, their offense just really, it's tough because they do have a great defense, but that's what they got to win games low scoring. They really can't score a lot of points. So if this game, the Chargers can come out and score more than 20, 24 points, then I think they get the win easily. So give me the Chargers at home here. Yeah, I'll take the Chargers here. Uh, They're, you know, they're starting to reach a dangerous point in the season where they've lost a lot of games that I don't think they expected to lose. You'd Philly playing them. Last week, they really need to be careful here. They're going to fall out of this playoff picture. Uh, I think Pittsburgh's unraveling. I think the Chargers get a big win here on primetime. Game of the week, Monday Night Football. Tampa Bay Buccaneers at home taking on the New York Giants. Buccaneers are 11.5 points. We got So this was actually pretty hard because my mind tells me I want to take the Giants. I feel like the Giants always play Tommy tough. They played him tough last year. But my heart's telling me, Tommy, I never want to bet against Tommy. And especially that they lost before their bye week. They lost versus Washington. They got completely upset. Tampa's at home. Antonio Brown is coming back. I believe Gronk is going to come back. Hopefully Godwin gets healthy. I just don't see the Giants competing in this game, especially if we have pissed off Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. I- Bet against that. My mind wants me to take the Giants. My heart's telling me Tampa. Give me Tampa 11 and a half. You said it perfect right there, dude. This team is pissed off. Arian and Brady are fighting with each other. It's a pissed off Tom Brady coming off of a tough loss against the Washington football team. Uh, I know 11 and a half is a, a lot of points, but like you said, AB's coming back and Gronk also might come back. Uh, this team needs a win. They need to get back on the map, and I'm not betting against Tom Brady, so give me Tampa at home. Yeah, Kev, Adam, right there with you guys, the Giants. On Monday Night Football especially, it was Monday Night Football against the Bucks last year, played them real close, did the same against the Chiefs this year when they were massive underdogs. So your brain would tell you 11 and a half here with Tampa Bay. Coming off those back-to-back losses, but I, I just can't see Tampa Bay coming out with any result other than a blowout win here. Just for every reason, that's what my gut's telling me. I'm not going against Tommy. Give me the Bucks. All right, so all the picks done for this week. Now, it is kind of weird doing this on a Tuesday, but quick turnaround for the Pats this week. We've got the Falcons Thursday night football. Give me your thoughts. So once that we have coming off a blow-off win, which we talked about, blow-out win, 45-7, to 7, 
Stardust got a little bit of rest there in the fourth quarter, so it's not like they played a neck-and-neck game or anything like that. I think that Bill Belichick has this team coached good enough, and I think that this team is so bought in that this three-day, it's not going to be a problem for them. I know some teams like Baltimore kind of struggle with it because you're not really prepared, but we're always prepared. Patriots are going to be fine. I think that Atlanta, Cordell Patterson's hurt. I They got blown out versus Dallas. And basically, am I just saying that uh, if we do uh, double team on Kyle Pitts or triple team like we did to Tony Gonzalez and like Calvin Johnson, just put like two or three guys on him at the line and say, Matt Ryan, good luck and beat me any other way if Cordell doesn't play? Um, I don't know about a double or triple team. But I think if you just put, you know, your best man to man, Matt, all your attention taking pets out of the game. I don't really know how this Atlanta offense puts up points. Yeah, I mean, we're getting we're lucking out right now because I think this offense is totally different when Patterson's on the field. Getting a good break with him being injured, it's not good for my fantasy team, but I could care less about that. And also, we're playing them with no Calvin Ridley. Obviously, taking a break from football because of mental health. He announced that a couple weeks ago. So it's really only Pitts on this offense who's a huge threat. And uh, like you guys just said, you throw two guys on him with some safety help, take him out of the game, make Matt Ryan beat him. But I, there's just something in me that just – a little nervous for this game. Not saying that I expect us to lose or anything, because I definitely think we're going to win this game. But Thursday night football games are so weird. They've been weird all year. I just don't know what to expect. Uh, a quick turnaround, but I do think the Pats are clicking right now. They're at an all-time high. And if they can just keep this rolling, get a win, and focus on Tennessee, then we'll be in really good shape. I feel like all of your nerves are just because the Pats are one of the hottest teams in the league and you don't want to see them have that one bad game. So you're like absolutely off of it. I don't think this is going to be anything to worry about. This is not, in my opinion, a trap game. I have those feelings like we talked about. Carolina was definitely one of those feelings. I feel like New Orleans a little bit was like that just because you don't really face New Orleans that often. Not saying I called it then, but that those had more of that vibe. I do not see that with Atlanta, especially that you are facing Matt Ryan, and I think that like the front seven is so good that it's going to be like he kind of fits in like that Baker category that it's just you're going to get after him, you're going to make him double think everything, and you're going to put up a good defensive scheme, and he's not going to be able to do much. Um, really, my big thing is I want to see this offense again, man. This offense is. This is like I'm so excited to see that because Mac Jones actually threw the ball. He had some amazing throws. I'm not saying he hasn't thrown the ball, but everybody says Mac Jones is a a dump off quarterback. He wasn't. He hasn't been. So I'm excited to see what he can do in prime time and just see Kendrick Bourne, Hunter Henry. It's gonna be a big, hopefully, a big game for this team. Yeah, I mean, I'd agree, and I think Atlanta. They've shown that they can, you know, be a little bit of a dangerous team. So I don't want to overlook them too much, but I am pretty confident coming into this game. Uh, this was a game that, you know, throughout the whole season, I had felt like this was when we finally saw almost like the coming out party for Mac Jones. Prime time, I, you know, I knew it would be too early for him to have really like an unbelievable performance, even though he played well. Uh, that, but overall, it seems like. Mac Jones' development goes. He's ahead of schedule. It's not so much, not as important as I thought it would be coming into the season. So hopefully we can just, you know, go into Atlanta, take care of business, and then we're on to really the toughest stretch of our schedule. 
And yeah. Think, and, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was uh, looking at it earlier. Uh, out of the Falcons' nine games this year, their defense has let up 20 or more points in seven of those <laughs> nine games. So I think the Pats will be able to put up at least 20. And with the way our defense is playing right now, they definitely should be able to hold Atlanta to 20 or even under 20, I'd expect, as long as we're running the ball effectively, taking time off the clock. And, uh, you know, I think we can get definitely get this job done job done uh force matt ryan into some mistakes with some pressure especially if we take kyle pitts out of the game make him beat us and man i'm 23 jokes will be fun i'm sure we'll see some super bowl clips super bowl 51 clips in the broadcast so that'll be cool yeah i just think that this is a type of game that you just want to honestly at this point i don't really care how you do it as long as you win and you stay healthy i think that's going to be the biggest thing because Next week, you're going to have a big matchup versus Tennessee, which currently holds a one seed. I just think I think the way the ways the league has been shaping out and how these teams have been playing out, I just think that New England's going to be good enough to win, especially on a Thursday night game. I know they don't have a lot of film on each other. They don't have a lot of um, – they don't really play each other that much. But just come out there, just get the job done, move on, be 7-4, and four, and give yourself another good chance to – Beat another good team in the AFC next week. And yes, right. Dan, just you know, I am kind of looking ahead to Tennessee already, yeah. even though I shouldn't be. But I have been since week, what, seven? So it's okay. All right. Well, focusing on this game, what do you guys say? We come up with our score predictions, our Mac Jones stat line predictions. Adam, you want to lead it off? I'll take I'll take the throne, man. This is the this is the best part of the pod every week. Uh, I got Mac going twenty to twenty nine, two hundred thirteen yards and two touchdowns. I think the yardage, I feel like it's going to be pretty low a lot uh, with the way we run the ball, especially with that offensive line. I don't see why we wouldn't stop running. I got the Pats winning twenty seven twenty. I think it's going to. I think we'll win comfortably. Maybe Atlanta scores some late points because just because Thursday night games are weird, but I think the Pats could take care of business. All right, I'm going to say the Pats win thirty one to ten. I think that they. I think Atlanta would probably get a touchdown in the first quarter. Probably not the opening drive, but I think it'll be 7-7 early, and I think then Patriots will take it away. I think Mac Jones is going to be 24 of 32 with 288 passing yards and two touchdowns. Bill lets him air it out on Thursday Night Football to let the rest of the league know that he got his guy. I think he's going to showcase it just like he has been, Pat's got an easy dub. I think the Pats win this one 37-16. I think I should. I think Atlanta gets some points in garbage. Make it a little closer. Uh, as far as Mac Jones, I think it's going to be similar to last week where he's not throwing the ball a ton, but you know, making good use of the attempts he does say. I think he's going to 21 of 26 for – 238 yards, two touchdowns, and a rushing touchdown. Oh, there it is. The big rushing yeah. touchdown. Dude, you should put a bet on that, man. It's probably plus It's probably 700. insane. <laughs> I, got a, I just got a feeling he's scoring. You got, down this dude, week. I, I don't like know it. what it is. I like the energy, man. I hope we're all right. hope all of our score predictions are right. But uh, if that's all you guys got, uh, as always, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the pod. As always, go check out the twominutedrillmedia.com. Dan, big shout out to you, man. You've been killing it with those articles every week. Um, and yeah. also, as usual, check out our Instagram at the two minute drill. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Go, Pats.